quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm back for another episode. We're talking about rushing and hurrying and being late and the whole thing of a lot of parents who will say, yeah, yeah, yeah. All this is great. Connection's awesome. I love to do play. I want to do empathy. It's cool. I love connected parenting. But what about when I'm late? And my answer to what about when I'm late is twofold. One is if you're late, And if you're rushing, nothing is going to work because you can't do anything if you're rushing. If you're rushing, you can't do anything except for say, hurry up, we gotta go, we're late. And how does that translate in a child, especially a little child, even a big child? Some for it translates into nothing. They don't care. They're so oblivious in their own world. They do not care that you're developmentally, they don't have that kind of capacity. They don't care that you're late to the airport. They don't care that you have to go to work. They don't understand or care about those things. So if you're late, connected parenting isn't going to work. Absolutely not. Neither is conventional parenting. Neither is any parenting because all we end up doing is screaming at kids to hurry up. We're late. And then we end up yelling and then we end up forcing shoes on and forcing kids into car seats and forcing them to do things. The other thing around late too is bedtime becomes that place. Like we're late. We got to get to bed. It's 830. You know, we haven't even taken our baths and we get really panicked because of course we want to go to bed and we want the kids to go to bed and we just want to sleep. And I get that, but nothing works in those moments because you don't have time to do anything. So to say that, well, it all works and everything's fine, but I can't do it when I'm rushing or I can't do it when I'm late. Well, of course you can't do it when you're late because all bets are off when you're late. So what do we do? And how do we get through these moments when they're really sticky and they're really hard? And I I think that parenting becomes this idea of pre-planning. It really does, especially with young kids. Like you can't really just go by the seat of your pants. I mean, you can a little bit, 
But if you want to get places and if you want to do things, and if you actually want your children to go to bed at a certain time, then you definitely have to plan for all of that. Let's say you're going to the airport. You can't get up late. You can't get up and pack in the morning because you can't put your rush and your worry and your preoccupation onto your kids. It will only make things worse. It will stress them out. So if you're stressed out, they're going to be stressed out. And that's no place to interact with a family member is in a stressed, you know, panic place. And then if you expect your child to respond to that by saying, we got to hurry, we have to be out the door in 10 minutes. And you just expect them to snap to it and put their shoes on and get ready and go. That's really unrealistic, especially for little kids. Even my older kids, I always tell my kids, okay, guys, we're leaving at two o'clock today. You need to be ready at two or someone's coming for dinner tonight. We're having dinner at six. I'd like you to be here at six. Don't forget. And you can leave at 10 or whatever it is. I really explain things to them so they know where the expectations lie. They really know what's going to happen next. Kids like to know what's going to happen next. And they like to get a lot of time to prepare to do that. I made a really big mistake with Pia the other day. I had a friend coming in into town and we changed our plans from, you know, 10 to noon. And it was kind of a last minute change. And I told Pia, oh, Pia, you know, we're changing our plans to noon. And she's like, well, I'm sorry, mom. I already made, you know, plans with my friends and I'm, I'm leaving at noon. And you told me it was 10 to noon. And I said, you know what? You're totally right. And, and what could I say? You know, and I didn't, I couldn't tell her like, you have to change your plans. You have to do X, Y, and Z because that's really not fair. It was my mess up. And I didn't, you know, really give her the plan as to what was going to happen. So my point is, is that kids really want to be in the know and they want to have space and time to transition. By the way, transitions are really hard for young kids. So if you're going to the airport at 10 a.m. and you have to be out of the house at 10 a.m., you have to get up early. You have to make sure that you are packed the night before, that you have time in the morning to connect with a child, especially if you're doing something as big as getting on a plane. I heard this the other day from a family. And, you know, of course, you don't think about it in all these deep terms when you're just thinking, I got to go to the airport and we got to go. And that's just the way it is. It's something that we have to do. But if you're going on the plane and you're making a transition from your house to the car and then to the airport, all of that can be hard on a kid. That's huge transitioning. And then you're going through security. Then you're getting on the plane. That's a lot for a young kid. Are you making time to get connected before you embark on this endeavor, before you leave for this big trip? Are you really taking time to get connected? Are you doing special time before you leave? Are you guys playing some games? Are you also making the transitions easy by coming with play? Oh, let me get your little shoes on. I can't, I can't see those little shoes. Where are they? Oh my goodness. Are you making it fun for them to get this done? Because the best outcomes come from when kids feel good. And kids feel good when they feel connected to their caretakers. And when we place importance on the connection, when we really place importance on the connection, we get better outcomes. But I get it. Life is so much. It really is. Like the kids need to eat before they get on the plane. We have to get all of our stuff in the car. We have an early flight. I'm exhausted because I stayed up all last night packing. And then we have to really evaluate, like, is this trip important to us or is this outing important to us? And if it is, 
then it's our responsibility to make sure we put enough stop gaps in and we're scaffolding enough that we're not setting our kids up for failure. Because when we rush and when we're in a hurry, we're really setting, we're really actually setting ourselves up for failure because we're setting them up for failure. And if they fail, we all fail. If they're crying and screaming and having a hard time, then it's really hard on us. So if we think it's important, this outing, this trip, this whatever we think, if going to work, whatever it is, is important to us and we want it to go well, we want it to go smoothly then we invest the time to make that happen. We backtrack. Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight, or 10 weeks. We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family, and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. So I know a lot of people have a hard time getting out of the door for school. And I've talked about this a lot, but I'll say it again. I had a really hard time getting Esme to school when I first started this methodology, when I first started Connected Parenting. I was really struggling with her, fighting every morning to get shoes and socks on. She had tactile defensiveness disorder, so nothing could have a seam and buckles couldn't be a certain place. And everything was a struggle. Brushing our teeth was a struggle. I mean, she was pushed back every moment on everything. And it was, I was dragging her out of the house and we were dragging our, I was dragging her down the hill to school almost every single day. And I was so upset crying and feeling like the worst mom on earth because it was so hard. And I would watch all these beautiful families, all happy, like skipping to school where I was thinking, Oh my God, I'm the worst mom. I've just like threatened her. And, and I bullied her out of the door. And I told her how late we were going to be, the teachers were going to be mad and just all this stuff that I didn't need to be doing, but I didn't know what else to do. So I finally figured out that she needed connection. And then I was like, well, how can I get connection? Because this is when I'm in my really hard spots. And I'd already started doing special time and that was kind of working, but it hadn't translated to the morning yet, really. So I decided that I was going to get up 30 minutes early every single day so that I could play with the kids. So I got up 30 minutes early, which was absolute hell. I had two small kids and all I wanted to do was sleep. And at night, all I wanted to do was watch my television shows and get some downtime, but I made it happen. And it was so very much worth it. Every morning I would get up and we would play. We would play, can't get past me. I would, you know, pretend to be the monster and I was in front of the couch and they had to get from the one side of the house to the other side of the house and onto the couch without me catching them. And I could never catch them. And we would do one round and then we would do another and then we would do another. And by four or five rounds, which took eight to 10 minutes, They were laughing and having the best time. For years, we jumped on the trampoline. They made me jump on the trampoline with them. Every morning, I would jump on the dang trampoline and I hated it. And I didn't want to do it at 6.15 in the morning, but I did it. And they felt good. And actually, I felt really good afterwards. We also had snowball fights where we had those like 
you know, indoor snowballs where we would go in the playroom and just throw them at each other as hard as we could. And we would build camps on one end and we played hide and seek for a whole, I think a whole like season we played hide and seek all kinds of games we played together to get connected and to feel better because kids have likely spent, you know, if it's bedtime, they've spent the whole night disconnected because they're on their own. If you're getting ready for a trip and you're trying to get ready to do something, you're busy doing all kinds of stuff. And they've been, you know, left to their own devices. They need the connection. Also kids need connection for transitions, but that extra half an hour getting up every day for years and years saved my life. We stopped struggling. My kids got ready for school without a question. They brushed their teeth, no problem. They put their own clothes on. Even Esme's tactile defensiveness started to fade. I couldn't believe it. It was, it was shocking to me. That's why I did do this work is because when I found out that that's all you needed to do was connect really deeply on a bunch of different levels that your kids actually wanted to do what you asked and that they, they would without a fight. So where we were fighting and struggling and having such a hard time building in that connection consistently, it took a few weeks for it to start working. Let me just say things got easier, things got better, but I was diligent. I did it every day. I did special time every day. I got up early. I made sure things were organized. I pre-planned for all kinds of things, for trips, for birthday parties before I would go, for transitions. I really thought deeply about what was happening next and how can I prevent the meltdown as opposed to putting the fire out. And I think that's another big part of connective parenting is we do all this connection to help fix things that haven't even happened. You know, we're trying to ward off the disconnection. We're trying to get the prefrontal cortex engaged as much as possible. So if you struggle with hurrying and rushing and being late and all of these things, figure out a better plan for yourself. How can you build in play? How can you start early? How can you be methodical about how you're parenting in this way so that you're not setting all of you up for failure? I hope this was helpful. Please leave a rating and review. If you thought this was a really good episode, I'd love for you to leave your rating and review wherever you listen to the podcast. And I hope to see you next time on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I have great news. I will be airing two episodes each week. So please join me both on Tuesday and on Thursday for more Peace and Parenting Podcast. Podcast.